You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. So I'll be a little bit honest with you right now. I've been having a tough time the last couple of weeks with, I don't know, allergies maybe, sinus kind of stuff. I did test for COVID, you know, just got to do that. Completely negative there, but I, I not, I've had this before. You know, I'm kind of prone to it, I guess. My wife may be right about that. She said probably because we shut up the house more than we usually do, you know. Leaving the windows open a little at night. You know, get a little fresh air, but, you know, that you start getting inside. It's hard to realize. Yeah. But uh, so I've been battling that. It's just it's it's awful. To make a long story short, I felt pretty good yesterday afternoon. And I thought I should get out there, set up the mower to mulch the leaves. I'm a big proponent of mulching the leaves. And uh, <clears throat> so I thought, it won't take long. My wife's like, she, you know, won't aggravate your back again. I said, no, it'll be fine. I was leaf blowing a little bit, you know, getting them around the patio and stuff like that. And so she goes, you want me to do it? I'll do it. And she went way beyond what I was actually going to do. And it turned out looking really nice. So I just wanted you to know. If you drive by a nice, and you, you know, you're out driving around and it's drizzling rain or there's one of those showers this afternoon and you're like, well, that yard looks really good. That's probably mine. You know, well, thanks to my I'm wife. Talking about. <laughs> thanks to my wife. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. So it turns out you may have way more in common with Dolly Parton than you thought you did. You're probably saying, I don't have anything in common with Dolly Parton, I'll tell you that. Oh, I think maybe you do. And it has to do in the area of giving. Yeah. She, uh, as there was an article printed recently about her philanthropy. She's quite the philanthropist. You may know that. Hopefully, listening to Cup of Joe Morning Show, you, you know that. It takes uh, media sleuths time to piece together her because she doesn't tell anybody really you know they just go find out they trace it they find out this country superstar has been quietly paying for band uniforms in many tennessee high schools for years she's been doing that nobody knew about it it's pretty cool uh it did take decades for her to reveal that she used the songwriting royalties that she earned from Whitney Houston's version of Dolly Parton's song, I Will Always Love You, which, by the way, the royalties were like $20 million for that song. So what did she do with it? She took all that money and she went and bought a strip mall in Nashville to support the surrounding black neighborhood in her honor. Pretty amazing. She said, yeah, I wanted to revitalize that. Pretty cool. She said uh, she did eventually come out and say that she did donate a million dollars for research that helped create the Moderna vaccine. (laughs) She gave it to Vanderbilt University for their research on that. She said, I don't do it for attention, obviously. It's finally kind of hard to find out what she's up to. Who knows what else she's up to? She's got that whole reading program for kids. Any, Any preschooler can get in on that. You know, you get a book and then you turn it back in, I think, and you get another one, right? I mean, I don't know how many millions of books kids have gotten. It's free, absolutely free, the reading program, because she remembered how the sweet memories of her mom reading to her. That's why she did it. It's pretty amazing. She recently got the Carnegie Mel- Mel- yeah. Carnegie Medal of Philanthropy. And in the speech, she said, I really don't have a strategy for donations. 
I just give from my heart. I never know what I'm going to do or why I'm going to do it. I just see a need, and I if I can fill it, then I will. Now that's what I'm talking about. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. I mom's got uh, some ways to make more time for your kids. It's pretty interesting. And she got this idea, the writer for iMom. And if you ever sign on to one of those things, I mean, they'll send you an email every day just with all kinds of ideas, you know, from everything. Uh, and usually it's seasonal, you know. So uh, she said I was, uh, her boss, I guess, said uh, he got more productive when he did a time study one time. Boy, those things can be brutal. Of where he was spending his time, like every five minutes. That's pretty detailed you know, what he was doing, and he realized, I'm wasting a lot of time. I'm not spending time on important things. So as a parent, important things are your family, right? So that's one of the things. They say one of the things to do, and boy, this one may make you, you know, go, well, I'll try. But they say it's very important to have a meal together a day. It doesn't have to be dinner because that can be very difficult because, you know, with all the practicing and kids going all over the place and everything. So it's, it can be very, very difficult. But it, I mean, so then what else? What other time is it? You know, you're like, I don't know. Breakfast is, is, could be tough. But they say that's important. I remember that from way back when my kids were still in the womb. And then Dr. Dobson talking about it and. People he had on, they say that's important just to get together, you know, interaction. That's important for adults. Uh, and it really took a hammering during the pandemic with all the Zooming that we were doing around and not Zooming in a good way. I mean, you know, screens really took over our lives and seeing things, you know. Poor judge. I'm not a cat. I'm a real person. We say things like that. But it is so, you know get back in together and uh, that's that's just one of the things and it's on imom and i will post it on the cup of joe morning show facebook page just for you so you can take a look the sound of life i don't know really where to start with this um you know surgeons are ought to be prayed for like every day i mean they get a pat on the back i mean can you imagine you know we all have rough days bad day days we're just not quite with it we're like oh boy you know and stuff but if you're a surgeon and you have surgery you can't do that especially it's one particular man who had a brain tumor removed during what was described as a very very complex brain surgery to remove the tumor. Now, he was going to be awake during the entire time. All right. This was in Italy. And this 35-year-old male patient, I don't know if it was his idea. It's a nine-hour surgery. But he decided that he was going to play his saxophone. So this is what he played. <laughs> this isn't actually the actual recording. This is just the saxophone that's basically playing a piece made for the piano. It's the theme from the movie Love Story. And I was thinking, man, I hope that surgeon liked that theme because <laughs> he certainly heard a lot of it, right? You're only hearing a few seconds of it, but that's what he did. I guess in Italy, that's the thing to do, right? At the International Hospital there, uh, the, the doctor said that his patient was, you know, they didn't, his CZ, uh, he said he played the 1970 movie Love Story theme. 
And he also came in with the Italian national anthem. So at various times in surgery, so I think that made everything okay. But <laughs> everything worked out okay. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Have some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The sound of life. Charles Strite was granted a U.S. patent for his invention on this day. Turned out to be a pretty big deal. I don't know if he thought it was, because, I mean, obviously they had toasters. But he invented the automatic pop-up toaster, which he named the Toastmaster. And, of course, it eliminated the need to manually remove the toast from the toaster. Not only saving toast and fingers from burning, but probably a lot of marriages, I would think, right? You set that toaster, and there it is. Ooh, it looks good. Now, I mean, you think about it, and uh, before this patent came out, I mean, it must have been a lot of burnt toast. It must have been. And um, so that, and that, obviously, if it wasn't for the pop-up toaster, there would be no pop-tarts, would there? You ever look at right? a pop-tarts box? They have directions on there. Can, can there be a simpler food item than Pop-Tarts? Like if the directions weren't on there, would somebody, how do I get that goodness in me? How do you get it done? Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. We're talking about inventions this morning and uh, pop-up toaster. Automatic pop-up toaster, right? I guess the in 1876, Alexander Graham Bell, when he spoke his first words, kind of created something maybe maybe a little, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell, right, which one's more significant, the speaking over wire or pop-up toaster, probably neck and neck. He called his assistant, Thomas Watson. He said, Watson, come here. I want to see you. It was crackly. It was indistinct, but it was intelligible. Watson heard what he said. First words spoken by Bell. We've named synonymous with phones for years and years and years. It was a new day for human communication. But before that, some years before that, God spoke into a formless and empty universe, earth. And he spoke his first words recorded in scripture. You know what's that? Let there be light. Yes, we love the light, don't we? Unless we're up to something and then we don't. Isn't that interesting? Sun's going to come up in a little bit. Think about God saying, let there be light. And it was very creative. Well, say, say the least, very creative. I mean, he spoke, God declared, and it came into his in existence. And there it was, light. His words produced immediate victory as darkness and chaos gave way to the brilliance of light and order. And what a light it is. We have no idea. Right? That was God's answer to the dominance of darkness. He created the light. He saw that it was good. It's amazing. They continue to be powerful, God's words, and the lives of believers in Jesus. With the dawning of every new day, it's as if God is restating his spoken words in your life. When darkness literally and metaphorically gives way to the brilliance of his light, God's light. May we praise him and acknowledge that he's called out to us and truly sees us. Amen. The sound of life. I want to give you five reasons that you don't need to worry. Five. That's about as much as you can handle, probably. Uh, first of all, <laughs> what is possible with man is... Well, excuse me. What is impossible with man is possible with God. 
think about the possibilities. Impossible with you, God can do it. That's Luke 18, 27, by the way. Also, the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. That was the message to the Hebrews, and it's still true. He will be with you. All right? So, also, Paul, the apostle, writing to the church, said, In all things, God works for the good for those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. And you have been, if you said yes to Jesus. That's a toughie right there. It's hard to see that all things are working for his purpose. Wow, that's Romans 8, 28, by the way. The psalmist said, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Because he's it. He is a rock. I mean, in his day, the big foundational rock, you couldn't get any better than that. That was it. And that was enough, right? And God is our rock. God is faithful. Paul said that too. That's that's a, that's basically about it, right? God is faithful. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The sound of life. We did not do a great job on our garden, but I mean we tried, right? And it was a thrill. At times, I saw my daughter do that last year. She went to quite a lot of trouble to get like a little, kind of a little elevated garden growing there. One of the things is the animals, and they're not, they don't make you aware that they're going to rip your garden to shreds. You know, it's not like they're standing there going, hey, you wait, you wait till they, you grow one little tomato on it. You know, they don't do that at all. They, they hide and wait and look. God's creatures are very clever because I want to know how your guards go. That's what I really kind of want to know right now. Yes, Terry. Got a garden? Uh, you tried to. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, I grew six uh, plants, tomato plants on my patio, and I had to try to keep the chipmunks away from eating them. Really? We got chipmunks, too. We tried to grow tomato plants, and they were probably so bad they didn't want them. Oh, they would take, they would chop them off, and they would half eat them and leave the rest on the deck. Just wonderful, huh? Wow. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, we got some, but not much. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. A little confession time, I think, just because it happened this morning. A little background story. It has to do with traffic, okay? And I'm still laughing about it and breathing a sigh of relief. (laughs) It's interesting. But I'm the type of person that if I do something wrong, then I usually get caught. I don't want to go into all the detail. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, I I just feel like, and maybe you do too. I just feel like you, you just don't get away with anything. So... On my route over an approach, they call it the bridge approach, you know, the approach for the Kingston Rhinecliffe Bridge, kind of right in the middle of the Hudson Valley over the Hudson River. Been doing it for years. Been coming down that bridge approach for years. And thankfully, they put a light there at River Road, close to the bridge. The traffic coming out of there sometimes in the afternoons is really amazing. And it used to be very dangerous without a traffic signal because, anyway, obvious reasons, I guess. So they put a light there. It's been there for years. Usually, when I'm coming through there in the morning, it just stays green for through traffic unless there's somebody on the side road, somebody comes up, and they trip the light. You know, 
But something happens every once in a while, and it gets on kind of a, a cycle, light does, where it just changes, you know, and then it sits there, and it sits there red, and and, and, and there's no traffic. And then it goes green again. Everybody can go, you know. And isn't that, I mean, let's be honest. Isn't that like, dude, you know, there's nobody there. It's I, it's way early in the morning. I it just, okay. So I have been known to stop, sit there for a few seconds. I'd look to make sure nobody's coming. And I just kind of ease on through the light. Usually if nobody's there. Well, this morning, oh, yeah, there it goes again, you know. And I stopped. This time there was a car on the other side, and I stopped. And I was sitting there, and I was looking, and there's nobody there. So I'm like, oh, man. And I eased on through the light. As soon as I got in the middle of the intersection, I realized it was a cop. (laughs) You were just going, I bet it was a policeman. It was a policeman. And uh, I, I was like, oh, boy. And he just let me go. But you know what? I think the side of that car said NYPD. And I'm like, he, he's probably like, wow, I thought city drivers were bad, man. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. God, turn it around. Maybe your prayer coming up this winter, you know. I think they do that every year, especially here in the Northeast. They talk, oh, it's going to be cold and snowy, snowy, shovely winter. It's the way it's going to be. It was the news this morning. Not that I would spread, you know, any kind of fear mongering or anything, but New England projects rolling blackouts in this winter due to depleted supplies of gas. So. I mean, you know, you never, I mean, what always turns out is never as bad as they say, but it is good to be prepared. I know last year we had a big ice storm that seemed to be really severe right around the Kingston area right here in the, maybe other places in Ulster County were saying that, but I know that, you know, I live on the other side of the river, so it was quite a bit different there, but, um, my friend Rose, right? So she's had a uh, power outage, didn't you, Rose? In our house, we've been in this area for over 20 years. This was the first time we've ever had an outage um, longer than just 20 minutes of a power break. So How about that? Was, wow. Yeah. So it was the first time. So be prepared. It could happen anywhere. And you were prepared, Rose. Yes. We were prepared. Yes, wow. we were definitely prepared. We took the opportunity, had flashlights, um, you know, make sure batteries were filled in. We even had a an automatic or a battery backup, which was a blessing. I have a testimony. A friend just randomly thought about, hey, you know, um, I could use one of these and I'll send it to my friend, Rose. And it was delivered to my house on Thursday. And it's a, it's a quick jump starter for the car. And I woke up on Friday. There was no power. Our cell phones were out. And I spoke to the friend. I was like, did you get the package? I said, I sure did, but I didn't, you know, it's for the car. He goes, no, it's actually a charger charger. So if you charged it, you can charge your phone. So see, the Lord will even use others to to bless us out of of incidents without even knowing. So that came in just in time. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up, do something. The Sound of Life. The American League Championship Series, baseball. Quick turnaround for the Yankees. Went down to Houston to play right after they beat Cleveland in a best of five. 
And, of course, you know what's going to happen. As Brian Regan likes to say, it always happens. I love whenever there's a best of seven series, because then I get to hear my favorite sports reporter question. Would you consider this a must-win game? <laughs> you know, they always feel like they have to say yes. Yeah, we want to win it. It's very important, you know. Got our uniforms on it. Anyway, might as well try. <laughs> It's not always the right answer, man. It's a math question. I wish I would answer that question honestly. It's a best of seven. You're down one game to nothing. Would you consider this a must-win game? No. No, we can lose tonight. We can lose tomorrow night, too. We don't want to, but that wasn't your question. You asked if it was a must-win game, and if you'd ever taken a rudimentary math class... You'd already know the magic number's three. When you're down three, then you must win them or you're out. Yeah, but I still bet they say it's a must win, right? You know they're going to. Absolutely. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Love the story that Jennifer tells about when the daughter, maybe you can relate to this too, you know, when your kids get, well, pets, sort of, but not a dog or a cat. So... Jennifer's daughter got a pair of pet crabs as a gift. I guess that's a good idea to get a pair. That's pretty smart, actually, you know, and anything, right? Uh, she put a, got, got a glass tank, put sand in it so the creatures could all climb around and dig. She put water in there, protein, vegetable scraps for their dining pleasure. They were so happy. Jennifer said it was shocking when they disappeared one day. They just disappeared, and they searched everywhere. And then they learned that they were likely under the sand. And they would be there for about two months. They were shedding their exoskeletons. Imagine that. I don't care who you are. That's hard to wait for your pet to come out of the sand for a couple of months. But two months went by and they didn't weren't out. And another month went by and then for real they started concerning themselves. It's okay. Has a has a happy ending. They did come out. They showed signs of life. Finally, they came out. They didn't die. <laughs> and here they were again. And Jennifer said, you know, I wonder if it was like that with Israel. Israel, of course, like that with anybody waiting on God. It almost seems like it's that way on purpose, doesn't it? I mean, boy, God made Israel wait. He'd give them the promise through a prophet. Like Jeremiah said, I will come to you. This is God speaking through the prophet Jeremiah. I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to Jerusalem. And there are others as well, too. And they would wait. I mean, eventually the Persian king Cyrus, he said, well, what we're going to do is I'm going to allow you to return every, what, seven? Was it seven years? Or 70 years? God would make Israel wait for 40 years, you know, in the desert and stuff. So it's pretty interesting. So really, our prayer is for you and your family. You know, pray it along with me right now. Dear God, help us to have faith in you as we wait. Show us how to handle doubt and display faith instead. Amen. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. I watch football on television, pro football, uh, and a lot of people do. I've noticed one thing about the ads, it seems like this season, there's some ads on there um, 
over the weeks that almost seemed like a Super Bowl ad. You know, I mean, it has that kind of flavor to it, kind of far out, weird ad kind of thing. But I digress. Uh, there is a particular campaign going on, and you might have seen these commercials. They're pretty nitty-gritty. They show some people in some hard-life situations, and you have to be looking at that going, what is this all about? What are they selling, you know, and stuff? And then at the end of it, it basically says, Jesus gets us. And you kind of like, is that for real? It, it leaves you... Well, at least it did me, kind of wondering, right? And they're coming around. There's actually billboards around somewhere. I haven't seen those, but I don't get out much. <laughs> okay. And, they're all, and they are intentionally about Jesus, and they are intentional in the way they're presented. And a lot of people want to know, what's it all about, right? Who's behind all this? Because you know if it's on an NFL game, that is <laughs> that's an that's a big, that's a good seat right there, man. Okay. And it's the campaign is called He Gets Us Campaign. And there's a lot of mystery around it, mainly because there's more than one donor. But I can tell you some information. First of all, it is there's a lot of anonymous families, or there's some anonymous families involved in it. Uh, families uh, with means, I guess. They have they have some real money that they're putting into this. It's very interesting, isn't it? Um, and the campaign is meant to target specifically millennials and Gen Zs. All right. He gets us. It is the uh, the name, the signatory is a Christian foundation based in Kansas, of which they are members of. Uh, it is done by a company in Detroit, I believe, an advertising company in, in Michigan somewhere. All right. So uh, the campaign is going to run. It started last March, ran over the side. It's going to run for a while. And it is a $100 million campaign. <laughs> that That's right up there with TD Ameritrade, Mercedes-Benz. You know, Old Navy, people like that spend that kind of money advertising where they do. Wow. Is that something? Very interesting. I, you, you know, you have to look at it like, wow. And that's why they, they've researched this like three different times. Extensive research has been done. Three rounds of research to try to figure out what people are thinking about Jesus, religion, stuff like that. So the good news is that the focus of the campaign donors was to increase respect, basically, for Jesus and the relevancy of Jesus. So when you see that, pray for me. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The sound of life. Uh, it actually is sometimes true about, uh, you know, one day you're young and the next day you have a favorite pharmacy. We joke about that all the time. I saw that on TV one time on a sitcom years ago, and <clears throat> now I'm one of those. It's funny, isn't it, how that happens? It really is how fast time goes by. It's amazing. And and I, I tell you, you never, you never think you're going to be in the position when you're getting advice from a wiser, older generation person. And you kind of take it. It kind of goes through there. I've done it. I've done it when I was young, when I was first married. And and then you're like, wait a minute. 
I just become one of those people. It's kind of the it's kind of the fun thing. It's it's it really is. It's kind of fun. So you know this, know this. When somebody mature talks to you and they tell you something, there's truth in there. Okay, so you take it to heart. I don't care if you're 13 years old. Before you know it, shoom, gonna be gone. You're gonna be like me. There it is. The sound of life. So Eric is in McDonald's. He he posted this. This is really cool from Eric. He said, tonight I went into Walmart to buy a pizza for dinner. Man was in line in front of me. Now, think about this. I would do this. You would do it. How quick. We're just in there to get a pizza and how quick our minds go to this. Right? So he's standing in front of him in shorts, hoodie, flat bill hat, and a cruddy beard. And I immediately judged this man. And I thought, wow, he's cruddy. He's got, he's got a cart full of items. I had only a pizza. And then the man turns around and says, hey, why don't you go ahead of me, bub? And I said, thank you. And right about then, I kind of felt pretty bad. And then I went to pay for my pizza. And I could not find the $10 bill that I had in my wallet. I could not find it. I scoured my wallet again for the money. Imagine standing there. <laughs> the man that I just had those bad thoughts about that's now behind me tells the cashier, just put it on my bill. This man paid for my pizza. Doesn't know who I am. Doesn't know my name. Didn't ask any questions. Just bought a stranger a pizza and wanted nothing in return. I thanked him for what seemed like a thousand times. On the drive home, I cried for the first time in a year. You see, tonight, my hatred was challenged. There are still good people out there tonight, Eric said. Tonight, I was, well, I was put in my place. Awesome. Yeah, well, it is, really. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. It's amazing. I was watching Elon Musk say something really fascinating that may change the way you look and think about things on the day that there was success for a man named Thomas Edison. I don't know if you realize it or not, but, you know, he's big and famous for a lot of inventions. But the electric light bulb revolutionized our society and our way of life in a good way. It's okay to light up things. It's great, you know. It's a lot better than walking around with an oil lamp. I mean, you know, it's safer as it turns out. But he worked on that for over a year every day in that studio trying different materials, different things. And I think, how long would I try, you know, how many weeks would I would go by before I'm like, it's not going to happen? And he never thought that. He never thought it's not going to happen, and boom, there it did. And we're progressing. But as Elon Musk says, that doesn't happen without hard work. He said, do you realize we in the United States put a man on the moon? We had people on the moon in 1969, brother, with technology that you would be ashamed of in your phone. I mean, just... You know, it, wow, it's just hard to explain.
and then we progressed to the space shuttle. That didn't even, that was like suborbital. We put people in suborbital, and then we progressed to like nothing. We didn't put anybody in space. We went from man on the moon to nothing. You know, the Greeks had the aqueducts, and it was incredible. They, they forgot how to do it. The Egyptians had the pyramids. We don't even know how they built them, but they did at some point, and then they forgot. That's interesting, isn't it? Uh, this has changed my whole way of thinking. I mean, you know, not that I don't... I mean, it makes you wonder about things like <clears throat> evolution. You know, does that... He, he said things don't just... Technology doesn't just naturally progress. Somebody has to work really hard to make it happen. I think Thomas Edison, today's the anniversary of Electric Light Bulb, and certainly he worked, he worked really hard. Not that you don't get God's help and guidance going along working on it, you know, but people have worked really hard. There's that balance, right? It's it's not all you, but it is a lot of you, and it's, you know, God, you know, it's not going to make it just, it could, but, you know, it's more fun when you work at it, right? Yeah. This is all some kind of whacked out conspiracy. <laughs> You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.